want to honor uh, the, the memory of, of Stacy Lee Day. And uh, we also want to honor uh, you guys as loved ones. Uh, because, um, well, it's just what we want to do. Uh, we want to honor those of you who are grieving a loss. And, uh, but we want to do this in a way that's healthy, in a way that's holy, and that will really promote healing uh, in our lives. So I'd like to begin our morning, if I can, just with uh, a time of prayer and just a short prayer. Uh, and then we're going to have Matt come up and sing a song. So let me, let me pray for us right now. God, you are great. You are awesome. You are good. You are, you are gracious. You are compassionate. You are merciful. And uh, because of all of that, you, God, you, you are always faithful. You're always faithful. And every good and perfect gift comes down from heaven, comes from you. And for that, we're grateful. And God, today, uh, sometimes life, uh, especially when we lose someone who is very, very dear to us, um, it, it's just tough. It's really tough. It's tough to, uh, to process what we're feeling. Uh, some of us might feel numb today. Some of us might feel just overwhelmed with pain. Some of us might might feel just deep, a deep, deep sense of loss or even anger, which are normal parts of the grieving process. And so, Lord, regardless of where people are at today, I pray that you will help them in their grieving process and the loss that they feel. And to do this in a way that is healthy and to do this in a way that is holy. And so we just commit this day to you in Christ's name. Amen. sweet the sound saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now I'm found was blind but now I see Was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. My chains are gone, I've been set free, God my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. 
He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. My chains are gone and I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. The earth shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun forbear to shine. But God who called me here below will be forever mine. Will be forever mine. are forever mine. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. And my chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. Oh, and like a flood. His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace, unending love, amazing This time I'd like to invite uh, Vince and Sheldon. Do you have some words to share, I believe? I'd like to uh, thank everybody who's able to tune in and be here and to uh, Gary and Matt. Um, for their time and everybody here involved with this um, to uh, take the time to remember my brother. Um, For me, this has got a long, super wide range of emotions, but the, the strongest one is sadness. Because I remember the kid I grew up with, 
my little brother, who was pretty much attached to my hip till I was about 17. Um, and always had, we didn't have a lot growing up, but we always had each other. We always had our family. Uh, we didn't need a lot of friends because we had our family, my cousins, all of you. Um, and we had our imaginations, and my brother had a good one. Um, he was very funny, uh, very animated, uh, very good at music. But his life took a very bad turn somewhere along the way. And despite many, many people's hands in trying to help numerous times, he just couldn't seem to find his way. And on the 14th of June, we lost my brother to a very long battle with uh, a very dark, powerful force of addiction. And uh, that's where it's sad, because it didn't have to be that way. But my, he, he chose his path. Um, but I can't stand here and be in judgment of my brother, for I too walked that path for a long time. But I had enough people, love, and God watching over me to bring me back. And my life has been truly blessed um, a million times over. Um, this loss is probably harder than I ever thought it would be. You know, I thought losing my mom would be the hardest thing I ever walked through. And as hard as that was, it was not. Uh, but it did prepare me for this. And uh, I do believe that's God's divine power of insight. Uh, but that's where I found the strength to deal with this. Um, Because my brother didn't get to choose how he went out. God did. And I just am so thankful to God. And a certain person that he put in his life right towards the end. Who no matter what showed him compassion and friendship. And was actually there when he didn't deserve it. Uh, and Christine, I thank you for that. Um, but I do want to remember the kid I grew up with and the boy I had fun with and rode bikes and taught how to play ball and fishing and all the things we did together in those memories. Um, but I mourn the sadness of a, a, a very senseless tragedy. But I do feel God took him home. <sighs> For that, I'm grateful. I'm grateful he didn't die out on the streets in a field. He was in a bed, comfortable and clean, and not in pain. And I truly believe my brother was very lost and uh, one of my cousins said it the best and it absolutely floored me <laughs> it was very simply put my brother was broken 
And there was nothing on this earth or anyone here that could help him. And he just couldn't seem to turn to the one who could. But I think in the end he did. I pray he did. So I I think the only real message I want to say is that, uh, Stacy, I love you. And I always will. And to his sons, whom he never got to see grow up and become men, and the people that I've heard they're becoming, I believe the best parts of him went to you. So know that. Um, and if you ever need me, I'm here. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody again for uh, being here, tuning in. And maybe just go for through the day, just remembering the kid that you knew. And I do believe that my mom got her little boy back unbroken. Thank you. I believe my brother Sheldon would like to uh, address everyone now. Um, I'd like to thank Pastor Gary and Pastor Matt for helping out uh, with everything. Uh, I'd like to say hello to all the family that's tuning in, friends and family. It is a sad day to have this happen, but I do remember a lot of the funny times with my brother because <laughs> he, he was a funny man. Uh, this family has been blessed with humor. That's our gift. That's how we deal with it. And uh, one time that sticks in my mind at the marina, Mokini Marina, when they all ran it and, <laughs> and did that stuff, Stacy was operating a leaf blower. And I remember he said, hey, Sheldon, look over. And, uh, you know, he caught me off guard. And I looked over, and he started it. And, you know, leaf blowers go, man, man, man. And Stacy went with it, and it blew him over a table. It, that's just how he was. Uh, he had a very gifted sense of humor, and uh, so do we all. This whole day family is blessed with that. Uh, the biggest words uh, that stick in my mind years ago when I was growing up in high school, my mom would tell me, when I die, don't cry for me. As hard as that is, I understood where she was coming from. She was talking from a spiritual sense. She's not going to be here. She's going to be up in heaven, giving God his glory. And she is. She's where she needs to be. It is a... uh, Dad, way to go out how he did. But we have to accept that and move on. We have to know that 
But we all loved Stacy. Even during the bad times, the good times, there was times growing up with him that he was a very good brother. Did things, helped me out, uh, took me to movies when I was, you know, 10, 12 years old. And that's what I always remember of him. Uh, You know, to his boys, I'm sorry you didn't get to see him, you know, be there for you but like my brother said said it perfectly you did get the the best part of him uh he is in a better place he's not suffering um and my heart really just goes out to the the family especially the ones that grew up with them vince who had to grow up with them and go crawdad fishing when we were young and ride bicycles and stuff because that's the stacy that i knew when I did, I can't imagine the memories that y'all have. So, to the family, uh, you know, we love and miss you, and uh, I'm, there's no other way to say it. But I, you know, it, I'm, I'm very sad at how this whole event turned out. But he's in a better place, and he's not suffering, and that's all that I could ask. I thank the Lord for what He's done. I think y'all for the church for you know, helping us pay respect and y'all paying respect. That's appreciated. And uh, I just give glory to God. That's all I can do. Thank you. All right. Okay. So, um, all right. Thank you, sir. Yep. Appreciate that. Uh, <clears throat> You know, one of the things that I want to do when I'm speaking in a situation like this is I don't want to pretend like I'm overly familiar with Stacy or with you guys because even though I'm getting to know uh, Vince and Rhonda and I met Sheldon for the first time today and those of you who are joining us from Facebook, we've never actually met. And so... Um, so I don't want to try to pretend like I'm overly familiar in a way that would be offensive, you know, for you. Uh, but I do believe we have something that connects us, all of us. Uh, all of us experience la- uh, loss in life. We do. Uh, every one of us. Um, every one of us experiences grief in life. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a pastor who sometimes feels very inadequate in some of the things I do. Uh, and one of those things is in speaking to people at funerals. I mean, I, I've been doing it for, I don't know, almost 30 years now. And yet I still feel somewhat inadequate. Part of it is that grief has been something that's always been extremely difficult for me. Uh, I, I have struggled with learning how to grieve well. I'm just, that, that's, I'm just trying to be honest and truthful and, and not pretend like I'm someone who, better than who I am. But, you know, I've experienced loss in a number of different ways in life, but I think probably one of the most profound losses I ever had was the loss of my father. I I never realized how unprepared I was for grief until I lost my dad. And uh, part of it is that I had a dad wound. I had a dad wound uh, that we never really resolved before my dad passed away. So I carried that with me after uh, the death of my father. 
And uh, when my dad first died, probably, I don't know, for three or four months, maybe a little bit longer, I was just numb. I felt nothing. I, I didn't feel I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel angry. I didn't feel, I just, I didn't feel anything. I was just numb. Uh, and then uh, it was crazy. I took my son away to college. It was first year of college. And I dropped him off. And suddenly, I just felt this overwhelming pain in my heart. I, I felt like I, I'm dropping my kid off at college. I'm supposed to be happy and excited because he's going to a good school and he's, you know, getting a degree in mechanical engineering. And it's like you know, you you that it's like you it's what you kind of dream of for your kid. And yet, all of a sudden, I felt like I was losing my son, even though I was, and I felt like I was losing my son, and I felt like I was losing I was losing my future in my son, and I had lost my past in my dad all at the same time. And so it's interesting, even as I talk about this right now, I feel that emotion again, that emotion of loss. And, um, and so for me, probably the next year, <laughs> for the next year, it was very, very hard to pray. I, I just, you know, when you're a pastor, you're supposed to pray, right? And yet praying was really hard for me. It was like I could barely pray without crying. Matt looks at me, nodding head. He remembers our staff meetings, and I'd be there, and I'd be praying, and we'd be praying together. And I would just almost always dissolve into a, a puddle of tears, just cr- uh, praying. Um, I, 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 I found it extremely difficult to preach. Uh, it was like, it was just always there, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And, you know, when we go through grief, and I, it's not like I know a lot, but I've done a little bit of reading, a little bit of research. I've had a little bit of education and stuff. And I do know that we go through stages. Uh, that, that sometimes in the beginning we go through a period of denial, kind of denying what's going on. And we may feel numb. And then we go through, sometimes we'll go through a time of where we're like bargaining, trying to bargain with God uh, to give us back what we've lost. And then sometimes we go through... Uh, times of even anger. You know, sometimes we're angry with God. I experienced that. I felt angry with God at times. Angry with the loss of my dad, but angry with the loss I had in some things I wanted with my dad that I didn't have when I was younger. And um, and so sometimes I was angry with my dad. Sometimes I was angry with God. Really hard to be a pastor of a church when you're angry with God, okay? Uh, but I was angry with God at times. And sometimes I was just angry with myself. I was disappointed well, I was disappointed that at, there were times where I wasn't a better son. I mean, I experienced that. And then I just experienced this sorrow and over time began to experience healing and a restoration of hope. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting uh, when I call my mom um, we usually tell stories, stories that we, I mean, it's like some of the stories you were alluding to this morning, the happy times. Um, and, and if you don't have happy times with, with Stacey, I am so sorry. But, you know, for me, it's like trying to remember the good is what helps me cope with my loss. Um, you know, when when I met with, um, well, actually we talked by phone uh, last week, 
and we talked a little bit about Stacy Vince, and I asked you a few questions. I just wanted to try to become as familiar with Stacy as I could. And one of the things that I had asked Vince for, if he, if Stacy had a couple of favorite texts of scripture, or if there were a couple of texts of scripture that Vince felt would be fitting for this moment. And and typically when I'm in a funeral, uh, a lot of times, you know, the easy thing for me to go to is Psalm 23. Pastors do it all the time, all right? There's a thousand different sermons out there on Psalm 23, so there's a wealth of material. It's, it's very easy to speak on in a context like this because it, it teaches us less about death and more about life, which is a good thing to focus on when we're thinking about the loss of a loved one. It's to think about not just their life. We want to remember their life. We want to grieve their death. But then we want, I think, the best way to remember a loved one and honor a loved one is thinking about how we live. And so Psalm 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, you know the rest, okay? Uh, That's an easy go-to text. There are other texts of Scripture that a lot of times that that I will share with people. And one of those is from John chapter 11. It's where Jesus loses this loved one, someone who was a very, very dear friend of his, a man named Lazarus. And and it's in that that context. There's one verse. It's the shortest verse in the whole Bible that says Jesus wept. Uh, It's probably the first verse I memorized. Okay, Jesus wept. It was easy to to memorize that one, commit it to memory. But, But the reason that it's an important text is because it tells us that even Jesus felt the loss of a friend dearly. Like we experience loss the way we feel the loss of a loved one. And, and so it, 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 but in this context, Jesus, while speaking with the two sisters of Lazarus, he says this, he says, I am the resurrection. That's what Jesus says. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. Wow, really? That the one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And so a lot of times I'll go to that text. Or sometimes I go to John chapter 14 and I like to read this text where it says, Do not let your hand, hearts be troubled. And our hearts are troubled, aren't they? Yes, they are. And Jesus was talking to his disciples in a moment where he was getting ready to leave them. And they were grieving this idea and this thought. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. Another way of saying that is, in my Father's house there's room for all of us. My Father's house has many rooms. If, if that were not so, I would, uh, I would have told you, I wouldn't, if that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. So oftentimes these are the texts of Scripture that I will bring to people. But when I was talking to Vince about it, he shared with me two texts of Scripture that I've never talked about in the context of a funeral before. And yet... Uh, and so initially I'm like, okay, I'm not sure really how to talk about that. And so I was just kind of meditating on it, just kind of 
thinking on it. And there are two, like, fantastic texts. Uh, one of them is connected to my daughter's, my oldest daughter's life verse. You didn't know that when you gave me the text. Uh, so the text has special meaning for me. Uh, and both texts do. And, uh, but I thought, after thinking about it, I thought, these are two very, very powerful texts. And wonderful texts to use in a context like this. The first one, these are the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6. And Jesus says this, he says, For if you forgive other people... Uh, anybody ever have anything that, I mean, have, all, of us, all of us experience either pain or frustration or disappointment or hurt or injury by someone we love. All of us, nobody makes it through life without experiencing some kind of injury, some kind of hurt, some kind of frustration, some kind of disappointment from someone they love, someone they love dearly. It's just, it happens to all of us. And speaking in this context, Jesus says this. He says, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And so he talks to us about this important priority of forgiving. And then later, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, and I'm going to add verse 32 to it, if you don't mind, okay? And what it says is this. It says, get rid of all bitterness. You know, bitterness doesn't make us better. Bitterness just makes us bitter. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. I've struggled a lot with anger in my life. I have. I have. It's just, that was one of those flaws that I have, in following Jesus, it's been one of the hardest for me to deal with. But get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. And then he says this, and this is my daughter's life verse. Be kind and compassionate to one another. My daughter needed Special encouragement to be kind and compassionate, particularly with her brother and her sister. But be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Wow, powerful words. Forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And in these verses, we see a couple of really, really important life points. These are things worth living for. These are things worth living out. But in these verses, we see that that the only way we can truly enjoy the forgiveness of God, and all of us need that, I need it. You know, I need it as much as anybody. I probably need it more than a lot of people. But, But in these verses, we see that the only way to truly enjoy the forgiveness of God is in forgiving others the way God forgives us. See, the the more I am able to forgive others, the more I truly begin to understand and appreciate what God has done for me. Because God didn't forgive me because it was easy. God forgave me because I needed to be forgiven. Um, So we we see in these verses that we we, we, we can only truly enjoy the forgiveness of God in forgiving others the way God has forgiven us. Another thing that we see is this. In these verses, we see that the only way that we can put aside things like anger in our lives is by being compassionate and forgiving of others. Who of us doesn't need to forgive someone? All of us have been injured. And the more we cling to the injury, the more we injure ourselves. But the only way to put aside anger in our lives is by being compassionate and forgiving of others. And, and a third thought, and this is just something, to be honest with you, I thought of this. I didn't think about this till this morning. 
so it, it maybe it's insightful. Maybe it's really, really good. Maybe God brought it to my heart my mind this morning because it was something that somebody needed to hear today. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's heartburn, too much pizza last night or something like that. I don't know. But, but it's this. It's, it's learning how to forgive well. Learning how to forgive well is how we learn to live well. The learning how to forgive well is how we really, is, is how we learn how to live well. The forgetting well, living well, they, they just go together. Uh, oftentimes in life, and I've, I've said this, we're injured by the people we love most. All right? Complete strangers, I might feel injured by them. I might feel angry with them. They might cut me off in traffic or something else like that. And I might in the moment feel, you know, a, a moment of anger. But it's really the people we love the most that when they do something that disappoints us that we feel the most injury. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of guessing that all of us have that experience. I, I think that's not a unique experience for any person who's either present today or watching. Is uh, that, that oftentimes in life we're injured by the people we love most. I, was, I felt injured at times by my dad. And that was my father wound that I had a hard time dealing with. Sometimes we may be injured by either irresponsible things that they say or do that brings fear, frustration, hurt, or pain. Or disappointment in our lives. But what I need to understand is that, that unforgiveness, my unforgiveness, hurts me. It's not just what they've done that hurts, hurts me. It is my unforgiveness that hurts me. And it hurts the people I love most. Uh, unforgiven, unforgiveness doesn't make my life better. It makes my life bitter. It makes my life more miserable. That when I refuse to forgive others, and sometimes I don't want to, you know, sometimes I don't want to, but when I refuse to forgive others, I keep reliving the hurt, frustration, pain, resentment, and disappointment. Forgiveness sets me free. Forgiveness doesn't let the other person off the hook. Well, kind of it does, but ultimately forgiveness lets me off the hook. When I forgive well, when we forgive well, it sets us free from hurt, frustration, pain, and disappointment. It's only in learning to forgive well that we learn to live well. And I believe it's in living well that we honor the memories of the people we love most. Uh, Let me read for you again these two texts of Scripture. And let me just kind of share, kind of rehearse these points with you. Is that, that Jesus says, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. The Bible says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. We can only truly enjoy the forgiveness of God by forgiving others the way God forgives us. The only way to put aside anger in our lives is by being compassionate and forgiving others. And learning how to forgive well is how we learn how to live well. And it's in living well that we best 
live out the memories and honor the memories of Stacy and the people we love most. Let me pray for us, and then we're going to see a, uh, a short video here. God, today, first of all, I want to just thank you because you are a forgiving God. I want to thank you, God, for how you have forgiven me. And Lord, one of the things that I just want us to learn how to do, and I ask you to help us to learn how to do well, is to, uh, to for, forgive well. To forgive well and to live well. And to honor the memories of the people we love most. By being able to let go of our hurts, our bitterness, our pain, our disappointment. And really, truly forgive from the heart. I pray this in Christ's name and for your glory. Amen.
I'd like to finish this off by uh, maybe a little bit more on the humor side of the spectrum, uh, just with a few memories I have of my brother that were pretty comical. Um, <laughs> we always tend to kind of get ourselves in mischief and trouble some way because we were kind of left to our own devices a lot. I was kind of in charge of watching us many times. Not always a great idea. Um, I mean, there's a couple particular instances come to mind right off the bat. We had just moved to California for the very first time, and this was towards the tail end of the Vietnam War. We were living in Port Wainimi with one of my mom's, boy, at that time, boyfriend, who had joined the CBs. And uh, my mom was at work. He was already shipped off to Vietnam. So we were supposed to be at school, and we weren't. Um, but we were instead we were playing parachute in the backyard off the roof with some of my mom's sheets that didn't end too well um, tore up some sheets and got in a lot of trouble the other one was uh, the big one was playing cannonball the old game where you sit on your friend's feet and you get kicked up in the air and see how far you can go my brother decided, goes, hey, it'd be pretty cool if we got up on the picnic table there and you shot me off your feet and get a little bit more air, huh? I'm like, yeah, man, that'd be bad. So I jump up there, I get down on my back, he jumps up on my feet, and I shoot him off into the air, and man, did he get some air. Um, but he came down on his arm, which broke in two places. And then I had to call my mom. And I said, no, yeah, you might want to come home. Stacy just broke his arm. Said, How the hell did you do that? I'm like, well. I kicked him. We were playing cannibal, and I kicked him off the picnic table. She goes, well, how bad is that? I go, well, it looks like a U. Um, so needless to say, I got in a lot of trouble uh, for not going to school, uh, being reckless, um, <laughs> numerous other things. Uh, but nevertheless, we were having a good time, and it was fun until that happened, uh, which was always comes back, came back to the point of thinking things through a little bit better each time. Um, but yeah, there was many of those moments uh, whether it was daredevil moves on our skateboards or bikes uh, we always tried to outdo each other which always ended pretty badly for one of us sometimes him, sometimes me but generally always ended badly um, and, and those are just the things I truly want to remember of him you know, the, all the fun family stuff we always did uh, swimming and at the lake and with all the family and those were always the things that he brought up to me later on uh, these last few years was all those memories. He never forgot them. Um, and I think that's where he stayed. And that's where he was trying to get back to. So that's what I'm going to carry forward in my heart. It's his memories. And, boys, if you ever want to hear some really good ones, just give me a call because I got a lot of them, as does my brother and I'm sure my sister and a few other family members. Uh, and I really like to thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, just love each other and be there no matter what because this is the thing I take with me the most. When I look at the last few years of my brother's life, is but for the grace of God, there go I.
And I know what that feels like. So I love you all. I miss you all very much. I'd like to thank Gary and everybody again for their time and uh, everything they put into this. Uh, Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Vince. Thank you also, Sheldon, for sharing what you shared. I really appreciate that, Matt. Thanks for leading us in that special song. I do want to thank Rich and uh, Jim, who are working our multimedia and sound today, uh, for being with us and making this special, uh, making this moment special. So uh, I want to thank you, all of you, for joining us today. And uh, and I want to just I'll pray for us and and we'll we'll call this a day. All right, God, you are great. You are awesome. You are faithful. You are gracious. You are merciful. And we hope in you. God, today, um, there are, every one of us are in a different place emotionally. And uh, some of us are just grieving, really, really grieving. And, and my prayer, God, is that we will learn how to grieve well. That we will learn how to grieve in a way that's healthy. That we will learn how to grieve uh, in a way that's holy that we would learn how to grieve in a way that brings real healing to our lives and real hope to our lives. And so that's my prayer. I pray, God, that we will be able to, uh, to honor the memories of our loved ones, uh, in this case, Stacy, in a way that's really well by the way that we live. And I pray this in Christ's name and for your glory. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. I really, uh, really appreciate you being with us.